Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to Rebecca's Wonderful World of Nintendo. <laughs> Tonight I'll be your host, Male Voice Narrator 1. Mm-hmm. I'm joined by Male Voice Narrator 2. How are you? Good. I am Male Voice Narrator 2, just, uh, just a random guy <laughs> off the street. You guys are too funny. <laughs> the star of each and every Nintendo Shack, gracing us with her exuberant presence. Oh my goodness. Rebecca, what's Hello. up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> My neck hurts. I have, um, I'm sorry uh, to whine, but, uh, and I know. How dare you? That's what Twitter's for, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I've been having like extreme neck pain all week. Um, mm. like for two weeks now. It's, um, it's all like right at the bottom of the shoulder blades, all neck. It's mm-hmm. just, it's super stiff and it hurts and it's painful. And the only time it doesn't hurt is basically if I lay down. Oh wow! Um, I'm icy hot and topical gels and Aleve and ibuprofen and tens units and inversion tables. I went to the chiropractor. Chiropractor mm-hmm. made it feel better for about a day. Started oh, hurting man. again. I was going to go back. I was I was like, we'll go back to the chiropractor every other day if we have to. Chiropractor had a positive test, so they closed. Oh no! <laughs> so I had to go get a test. I went and got a test last week. I'm waiting for the results. Should I have them by tomorrow or whatever. Did Maybe. he say if it was a result of like an injury or a strain or? I think it's just been me sitting here at this chair typing for as long as I have for as many weeks in a row as I have. To be honest with Probably. you, probably that's the only thing yeah. I can come up with. It has not an injury related or anything like that. And it's not like it's not like a sharp pain. It's not running down my arms or anything. It just mm-hmm. it's super stiff like everything is tight like i have limited oh, range yeah. of motion i can't turn left or right my shoulders are t- my, my my lats are stiff like all of it's like rock hard yikes the doctor's calling in a muscle relaxer after all that i've done to prove to her that mm-hmm. it's not just in my head she's like okay let's get you some drugs because that's how my insurance works my insurance <laughs> is like how much pain can you deal with uh, before we <laughs> so uh i'm hopefully hoping relief is on the way mm-hmm and aren't you getting a new chair? I'm getting a new chair, but it's taking weeks. Cool. So I'm still waiting on it. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not been. So if you see me doing a lot of this and a lot of it's like I'm trying to keep motion, but it's do what you need to do, man. None of it's like mm-hmm. really. Yeah, don't mess with so neck injuries. Well, uh, to get into the show, um, you know, I've been playing Paper Mario mm-hmm. and that's the new release that I'm sure a lot of shackers out there want to hear about. It's been tough mm-hmm. to even play games. Oh man, because <laughs> like even I if I imagine, sit in like yeah, a chair, it just to... hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I've played. I'm through the Yellow World, Yellow okay. Ribbon Stream, like the desert, you know, the purple desert, and all cool. that stuff. Um, <laughs> as I normally do, I haven't thought about exactly what I wanted to say yet. Uh, I should probably do that <laughs> more <fun>. often. <laughs> um, I really like the game, but I'm also like. I don't know, troubled by it. Um, there are issues that I have with it. It's not necessarily issues that I have with it. There are things that I realize that it does that I think it would be better if it didn't do them, I guess is the best way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, what do you guys think we should do? Should we start with like the, the, the bad or start with the good? 
<laughs> to start with the good, like, like, what do you think about the game? How do you like it? What's your first thoughts and impressions? Because I saw you being like really enjoyable on it on Twitter with Overall all the photos on and it. I'm, I'm I'm pretty positive on it. Um, I'm not here mm-hmm. to tell you that it's Breath of the Wild good or Mario Odyssey good. I don't think this is that. I think it's in the B class. It's a step down from Nintendo's best first party titles, right next to Animal Crossing, right? But in <laughs> that B step down, right in that step down with like the Yoshi. And the Kirby, and like I think it's better than those. Okay. So I mean, if I had to like rank it, is that comparable with the previous few Paper Marios? Because I know they haven't been like as popular as the old school Paper Mario, but it kind of feels like it's that. Didn't like Color Splash at all, and that's me saying Color Splash was gorgeous for Wii U game. Might be the best looking Wii U game they made. And I kind of hated it. And and I honestly, I think it put a bad taste in my mouth whenever I see any sort of card battling system. Because anytime mm-hmm. I see that, and there's a lot of indie games that are doing it, like it's an immediate turnoff for me. And I think it's because of Color Splash. I played four <laughs> hours of Color Splash. It's like, I never want to do this again. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's being harsh. And if I was podcasting then, that's exactly what I would have told you. I think when I played it for the first time, I think I said that on this show. So if you want to go back to the archives, like I think that's true to the point. I really didn't like it. It's not necessarily the fact that Color Splash play cards. It was the fact that you had to like go around and collect paint to color the cards, and then you could play them. And it really kind of felt like a an unimportant mechanic. I don't I see. see that here with um, Origami King. Origami King is I want to. There's a so there's a big part of me that wants to tell you that it's fantastic. Because mm-hmm. I am actually really enjoying it. For the the exploration and the adventure, the hidden areas and the secrets and the dialogue, all of that is super positive. Through the roof, mm-hmm. I couldn't give you more. There are times when I'm playing this game that I have Zelda-like feelings. Zelda-ish moments going through doing some of the temples, for example. The second temple in in to be specific in the blue or in the red streamer in the water there's like a water temple (laughs) to use a zelda time there's a water temple and you're doing these puzzles and you're blowing up these walls and you're finding these hidden things and these keys to unlock the doors to make some trap happen to get to the boss to fight the boss and it has like serious wind waker vibes and that's kind of a lot there's a lot of that in there like in terms of adventuring and finding hidden things and getting collecting new items that make your progress going forward it's kind of Zelda-ish, and it makes me want paper Zelda game, <laughs> as, <laughs> as we've talked about in the past. Like, this is really, really good. I'm like, man, this would be so much fun if, um, you know, we were battling. The dialogue is fantastic. And I've it, heard the writing was top-notch. It's for so that. good. It has a fax example. travel system. <laughs> a fast travel? Nope. Fax. <laughs> fax travel, where you put your little paper Mario into a fax that's and you go through amazing. a load screen to get somewhere else. <laughs> Donnie, what's I that? wonder what's if kids fax? understand that. They probably are like, what's a f- what's facts? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and it's utterly gorgeous. It really is. I'm through three worlds now, and it's just cool. really, really good to look at. It's got an overworld. It's got a ton of collection stuff. It's a collect-a-thon. You know, like, there's a lot of games kind of wrapped up together. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, cool. And the toads that they put in there... They're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. Like, if you see a bug, hit it with your hammer. It's probably a toad. 
butterflies. They're trapped in trees. They're hidden in is the grass. Like the, it's similar to finding Koroks. Like you have to find all the toads around the area. I think this is more fun, but yes. And they <laughs> even have a little Korok little thing you put on your head and it beeps when you're near them. Ah, there you um, go. And you have oh, to recharge cool. it. So yeah, again, there's Zelda-ish things going on around here. The toads are, um, they're not like as hidden as like Breath of the Wild. Like they're a little bit more open, but some of them require... You know, some ingenuity to figure out how to get them down or how to get to them and stuff like that. So, you know, and it's it's really, really good. I, I'm really, really enjoying the game. And um, I think for all of those reasons, they keep me playing. That said, let's talk about the battle system. I Fair. like the the puzzles. I do. Um, mm-hmm. Through the first world, I was like, this is amazing. I don't understand what people are upset about. In the third world, and I probably towards the second world, I was dodging enemies. You know, it's just oh, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it's challenging, actually. I, I have found several puzzles already where I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to go forward and start hitting stuff until I clear the, the puzzle. And I think that would probably be my biggest deterrent on the game or my biggest knock against it. Probably not for kids, which is mm. interesting because it's a Mario game. I'm sure that a kid armed with enough mushrooms and you get tons of coins. So you can arm yourself with enough potions to get through just about anything. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you can get the inventory down, you can figure it out. But these puzzles, especially the boss battles, I wouldn't put that in the hands of like Jack. I don't think Jack could do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Victoria could, but I think Victoria would quit. I think she would quit before she tried that hard. It, especially the boss battles, it requires you to do the puzzles so like in the little puzzles you can just start attacking you don't have to do them you won't finish them as fast but you'll still finish them that type of stuff the boss puzzles if you're not doing the puzzles right you're gonna get stomped on like they're gonna kill little mario (laughs) so you've (laughs) got to do it because like they all have like their own and all the bosses have their own little gimmick in the puzzle right you can only attack from a certain direction or you've got to stun the boss or you got to use the magic arms which are on certain tiles and you got to do everything in a certain order um so i think that's probably an i don't a negative it's just something people should know right it's probably Mm -hmm. not for kids more challenging than it probably appears. Yeah, especially especially if you're going to go in with the puzzles. And if you also don't like puzzles, you're going to be doing a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> if you don't like puzzle games, probably not for you. I typically don't do puzzle games, but I actually do like this puzzle game. Like there's a good part of it where there are, there are times when I do it and I'm like, huh, look at that. I did that. Like, you know, there's a times <laughs> of rewarding. Right. Yeah. But and here's the issue that I was thinking about. I did reach a point where, like, uh, I jumped over something and I fell down and an enemy hit me on the other side and I had to go into the battle. And that was the first time I was like, because I didn't want to battle. I was trying to get somewhere. And I was like, well, why did I feel like that? And I feel like that because I've done so many of them already. I'm tired of doing it Mm. because you're particularly not getting anything from them. I heard that there's not a ton of incentive. That was going to be my next question is what's once you figured out the puzzles for each of them, what's really the incentive to the keep incentive of coins. So you get tons of coins and the better you do at the puzzle and the better attacks you pick, the more coins you get and you use the coins to buy things like boots and hammers and all kinds of stuff to make Mario stronger mm-hmm. to make the battles go by faster. Um, those that equipment wears out. So if you keep right. using your mm-hmm. boots over a while, they will explode and you'll need new boots. So you need the coins. You can also throw the coins to toads and they can come in as like an assist and you can buy actual permanent upgrades with the coin. So you can get like 
bigger HP, less defense. You get a uh, map that you can get the little thing that spins on your head. Like there's all these little like permanent improvements you can get with coins too. And they take a lot of coins. Those permanent improvements is like 6,000 coins a piece. It's not like a, a hundred coin thing. I, I think right now I have like 25,000 coins. I don't think yeah. I've ever had as much currency in a Mario game as I do in Paper Mario Origami King. I've got tons. Um, but so I, so the, I've been going back and forth, right? You've got the sector of fans that are like, I don't want to do this because it's not an RPG and I'm not leveling up. And therefore it's not important. Right. I've been hearing a lot of that. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to go towards those battles because it doesn't, it's not really big so, progression. So let Unless me, you need upgrades. let me bring you guys something and you tell me, I also dodge battles in Pokemon games for the mm-hmm. same reason. And those games you do level up. <laughs> and I remember doing that in like Horizon Zero Dawn, for example. Ew, is it random uh, random encounters? No, in you game? see them. Um, okay. There are some like they're not really I wouldn't call them random. There are times where if you're trying to get a toad or you're trying to get through a door or something, they will spring a battle on you that you have to do. Um, oh. And sometimes they might be harder, but they typically give rewards. Like I said, you get the toads. You get the collectibles. All right. So because as you're playing through um, the the area, mm-hmm. you're collecting toads. You're collecting how many confetti things that you cover, the confetti holes or whatever, which, by mm-hmm. the way, that confetti mechanic never gets old. I love it. Um, oh, cool. You guys, wrestling fans, you do the Finn Balor thing where he throws his hands up. I so badly want to do that with Paper Mario animation um, because it's it's just adorably cute. Um, it's by the way, it's so adorable. When I first started playing, my daughter sat down and watched me play for like an hour and a half. She was just dying <laughs> laughing at the dialogue. I shared the cutscene of the forest. The, everybody was dancing around singing. Mario was running around. At one point I, I hit like a, I hit something with a hammer and the characters nearby was like, who does he think he is? Cardboard? Like it's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> paper Mario. Um, just super, super fun. But yeah, so like I was thinking about that. I was like, so I don't want to do it in this game because I'm not leveling up. And then my immediate thought was, but there are games where I'm leveling up where I also don't want to just continue to do battles. I think you just reach a, a point where you've reached your fill. But that's also interesting because at least the stuff that I haven't heard. Now, I'll be frank, I'm, I'm not like diving into as many podcasts about video games as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you do get items and elements as you progress that stop you from having to battle the lower tier enemies you can just bop them on the map and not have to go through it i wish there was more of that maybe a little bit faster and that might have reached the balance of this is great because there's a part of me that wants to say if they had a a level up rpg mechanic that Mm -hmm. people would have more fun with it but i could also go the opposite way and i could say if it was just an action game that you could just fight the dudes in in the world like a standard Mario game, that also might be more fun. And it's kind of like this weird it's not an it's not enough of either one, right? It's strategic and you are upgrading, right? You're getting these permanent upgrades with the coins, you're getting stuff. You're just not upgrading and Yeah, stats I almost feel like category. it's the same thing. It's just indirect experience. You're just it's kind of experience with an extra step. <laughs> yep. Um and then alt and also one thing that I just remembered that I wanted to say the puzzles, while not weird, like the mechanics, so you can spin the rings and then you can highlight the sliders and basically move them left and right across. And you're limited based on how many moves you can make as well as the timer going off. One of the things that I don't like is, and this is going to be super minute, but it's happened to me multiple, multiple times where I will highlight a ring 
and then I'll try to spin it real fast and click it and do the next one. But when Mm -hmm. I click the next one, it goes in the opposite direction of where I'm going. Or I want to do the slider, like I'm on this ring and I want to do the slider and I'll hit the slider and accept I'm expecting it to be like 10 to two and it's, you know, 11 to four. Like it never seems to be where I want it when I start off. So I'm always having to like navigate around it and it doesn't move like left, right. Like you would expect, like when you're picking rings, it's kind of one direction. So if you go the wrong direction, instead of going back, you just got to keep going around. It's minor, but it keeps happening to me. And I keep feeling like I don't know what I'm doing at times. I'm like, (sighs) you know, it's like, it's like if you were jumping with Mario all of a sudden and out of nowhere, he jumped half what you would expect it to be. It just sticks out to me. I'm like, what is happening? I can't sound frustrating or, um, like I'm trying to go faster. Like I'm trying to speed up the battle. So Mm -hmm. after I select the ring or whatnot, I'm trying to press a, to get to the item selection and I'll actually select the item and use the item in a way, in a place where I didn't want to. Um, because if you just click a, Whatever is at the top of your bar in terms of weapons, that's the attack. And wherever on the map you were at the time, that's where it attacks. So you got to slow down, turn, spin your attack. You know, like it's just stuff. It's minor, minor gripes with it. But it's stuff like that that after 100 some battles, it's just like, yeah, I could see how this is getting a little annoying. But it's not taking away from my enjoyment of of the entire thing. Like I said, I'm still very much playing it, very much having a, a very good time with it. And uh, like I said, I, I think it's really good. I do. I, it's, cool. it's utterly gorgeous. It has a ton of fun to go find. If you like that exploring, like I said, that, that old school Zelda type of gameplay where you go, you talk to the people, you find the thing, you go figure out the puzzle that does a lot of like background foreground, you know, hidden area type stuff. Um, all that stuff is good stuff for me. So like all of that's keeping me there and it makes the battle system, you know, it makes it worth doing for me in the long run. But I do understand why people would have issues with it. Um, if I was giving a review or something, I'd put it in the seven to eight range. I think it's a very good game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think it's better than a lot of their B tier kind of, you know, filler releases. I think it's better than that. Um, may not be Breath of the Wild. I do. I think it's one of the better Paper Marios I've ever played. And I say that as somebody who's never been super fond of the series. And we've brought that up before, right? Like, I love Thousand mm-hmm. Year Door. I don't think I love any of the other ones. Um, super Paper Mario, I think I enjoyed. I like this one a lot better than that one. And I like this one a way a lot better than Color Splash. So one of the better Paper Marios I think I've ever played. If you, if you were to ask me to rank, it's probably a top three Paper Mario for me. Cool. So if that gives you guys any sort of incentive or encouragement or dissuadement from picking it up for yourself. Hopefully um, you'll find something to enjoy or, or not enjoy. Yeah, good. Sounds good. Um, the other, other game that I played was golf. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that game. I went on the eShop for something and I saw this tile. It's like golf. And I was like, I shouldn't buy this. This looks <laughs> exactly. like garbage. We all knew you were going to buy it. And I was like, why not? You sure. Golf game. It's awful. It is. <laughs> it's, you know, I tweeted about this. It's like bizarrely awful. It's like amazingly awful. It's actually so bad that I actually found some enjoyment out of it. Um, like anytime I hit a good shot, I was like, look at me. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Because, uh, man, trying to figure that game out. Of it was just from the clips oh. that you posted, like you. 
I hit a ball like a thousand yards. And it like kept like bouncing. It went two holes over and it rolled through the sand, through the water and over a mountain. (laughs) Melissa was like, what the hell is happening? I was like, exactly. I don't know what's happening. Um, The weirdest UI, like trying to figure that out. I probably hit 15 shots before I realized that not only do you use the marker to aim the ball, like, which is weird. So instead of aiming left, you can't aim left. You drag the marker on the ball. Like basically in a video game, you'd see the golf ball in the corner and you'd have a little dot on it and it'd tell you where to hit on the ball. Right. So, but to aim in this game, you actually have to move it all the way over to the side and hold it there to actually pan the view. And the view trails behind you as well. It's like on a delay. Um, so that took a bit to figure out. It's also inverted. So if you want to aim right, you got to go left. I hate that. Right. And then I hit probably 20 shots with the dot right in the center of the ball and they all took off like putts. They didn't leave the ground. So it doesn't matter what club you want to hit with. If you want to hit it in the air, you got to aim at the bottom and you have to manually do that on every shot. (laughs) And after you hit it, it doesn't realign you to the target. So if you hit it by like I did, it just aims you forward from there, like just directly where you were going. It's like now I got to turn all the way back around. Boy, it's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> this has to be like some form of student project. Either a student project or like just shovelware. Like, let's see oh, I think what it's kind exactly of people shovelware. like, like <laughs> Donnie who will buy any golf game and just see what it's all about. Yep. To, to, how much was it? Ten bucks. Ten dollars. You bought that thing for ten dollars. You're nuts. <laughs> Sometimes you know, like, eh. No, it's probably some like student developer who listens to our podcast and says, "You know what? Like, Donnie will buy any golf game. Let me put this on the eShop and see if he'll They've buy got, it." So I look at it like uh, I'm doing like community service. I'm saving our listeners all the money. There you go. So I don't like, know guys, if anybody was thinking about buying that. Don't buy but- this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um i also you know like i save so much for deal hunting and stuff like that like typically yeah. I, I don't mind you know it's not wasn't 60 it's not deadly premonition well it sounds like you got some laughs out of it i did get some laughs out of it It was fun and like i said <laughs> i did hit one shot from like 300 yards away that landed like five feet from the pen i was like whoa look here <laughs> there is like a, a terrible right. physics idea of it of you know trying to figure it out like, mm-hmm. i imagine if you're playing at co-op it'd be fun but uh, it's not for good. the last. Definitely. It's not good. It's real bad. It would be better if you had like a golf cart and you could also do like weird golf cart physics. If it was just like super zany, bad physics game, that and actually there, would there be better. There are games that like are purposely meant to be zany physics. I nope. don't know if this is one of nope. them. I think it's just bad. It just doesn't work. When you see the ball like hit the ground and then roll through the rough and a sand bunker and go and another thousand feet. Yeah. And go back in the air. You're like. What is happening? <laughs> Skims the water. <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I set up on a par four as a dog leg left. I think it was 450 yards. I was like, all right, I'm going to hit driver. I'm going to be about 150 out, right? I hit it like 900 yards. It went three holes over. Like the ball was still elevating as it went over the flag. I was like, what's happening? Are we playing in space? Is there no gravity? What, am I Goku? That's exactly. Did it. I just destroy this ball? Like, like on a different happening? planet. <laughs> oh man! So uh, yeah, Paper Mario and golf. That's it uh, for me and cool. uh, neck issues. What about you guys? What have you been up to, Garrett? Uh, I've been back into Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Yeah. I just beat a um, Xenoblade, so I was like, you know what? I need to go back to the backlog that I promised to to finish. <laughs> and um, 
I defeated the Fire Temple. You were um, making some progress. Yeah, I well, is he? Yeah, exactly. He's am like I, four months in, and he's like, "I beat the Fire Temple." It's not progress. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's not. No, much, I mean, you got back into it. Yeah, I, well, I just got to the Fire Temple, and then I beat it. And I I'm think like, I okay, joked okay. with Jason about this there. on his DLC. I want to say I don't remember drinking a lot. We recorded DLC this weekend. It was super long, but yeah. I remember at some point somebody said something about Garrett and Ocarina of Time. I was like, <laughs> if you would just sit down for five hours and beat the game. <laughs> That's not how I am, though, you know. I feel like you're playing it in like 10-minute <laughs> chunks. That's okay. Oh, my God. He's allowed to play however he wants to play. Exactly. And I will get through it. Hey, I am heading out of town tomorrow. Played Zeta play okay. for like 400 hours. <laughs> 65. Come on now. Well, I, okay, I started four hundred times longer than Ocarina of Time. <laughs> That's true. You're He's learning. Wrong. Well, we were talking about it. He's learning all of the um, Ocarina of Time mechanics, like in the Fire Temple. Tell him what you got stuck on. I got stuck on like a trial like thing where you like hit a gem and then the firewall dissipates and you're trying to like traverse yourself to that gate before yeah. time runs out. And then for the longest time, I was just hitting it with my sword. I'm like, okay, this is going to be easy, right? Hit the sword. I go there. It's like, that's impossible. I can't be there in time. And the fire just comes back up. What am I doing wrong? And then I looked everywhere for a good maybe 10 minutes. And then I message over to Rebecca here. And I'm I like, Rebecca, <laughs> yeah, Rebecca, I'm stuck. I'm, I was thinking, I'm, is it like the roly-poly thing? I remember having to carry them and like put them somewhere and then like hit them. You're to thinking of Windwinker. Yeah, a different game. Okay, I, I don't I, think I so, but that. okay. I think so. <laughs> um, so basically, I, I I asked Rebecca, "What am I doing wrong?" And then she had no clue where I was at <laughs> either. And then I thought about it for another minute. I'm like, "Wait a second, let me go one level above here and shoot with a bow and oh gosh, a bow and arrow. I just had to hit that thing with a bow and arrow and was able to get to that gate just fine." And see, those are the types of things in this game where like you realize that and then as you keep going, you're going to see more and more of those types of puzzles and it builds on them. And yeah, like yeah. It's, it's just learning the game and like you feel like, oh, my God, it's so if you don't now, like that, don't get Paper Mario. Come, <laughs> next time you come <laughs> a puzzle that's similar to that, you're going to like be like, oh, I knew that from the Fire Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, other than that, it was pretty straightforward, I think. Um, I died once with the final boss of the Fire Temple, and then those mid bosses were kind of annoying as well. Um, Who's the mid boss in that game? <clears throat> there's two of them. Basically, it's like the fire thing that spins around. It's like a fire spirit. <gasps> oh yeah, that, I do remember that. that trails around like an ice skater. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I had bombs, so I just used bombs to like beat them up, and then I slashed them with a sword. And then I got the hammer, and I'm like, oh, I use the hammer too kind of beat them up too so i thought that was pretty cool and then the final boss was kind of annoying because i didn't know where to hit at first and he kept like killing me like attacking me first and then i figure out where the basic beats were with that boss and it was pretty easy um and then i finished the fire temple that's i'm sorry that's as much as i've done Um, (laughs) that's okay okay donnie yeah see rebecca okay i'm gonna start playing it today and i'm gonna come back next episode and be like i need (laughs) ocarina of time no, how to play it. You can get through it so much faster because you've played it four it times since you've gotten to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the thing that I like about Ocarina of Time actually is that you can play um, the dungeons in multiple orders. So, yep. like, you'll be guided towards 
it's going to be in a specific order. Navi will tell you where to go. Um, mm-hmm. And like there's a suggested order that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but if you wanted to, you could go out and do the dungeons if you know where they are in multiple orders. Oh, um, cool. I don't you just know if said, you've done this before. You just dropped my memory and I'm sorry, but you said yeah. the word Navi. Yeah. The origami king, there is a lot of Navi like stuff in there. And that is another like detriment for it for me. It's super oh. handholdy and super wordy. Can't like, turn it off. No, you can always ask for it. So if you're like stuck, you can always ask for it. But even then, it's like at every step where you might, like after you finish anything, it's like, hey, Mario, guess what we should do next? And every time you get a new item, it's like, hey, Mario, let me share to use this. Hey, Mario, let me do this. Hey, Mario. That's one of my biggest Shut up. Like, I wish that I, I like when it's there for when you do need help, but I wish it wouldn't interrupt you and like explicitly, explicitly tell you where to go. Or There's what to a lot do. of that, too. So if you didn't like that, like you're probably not going to. Yeah, it's probably going to bother you. But Kyle, the pug says a really good thing. He says uh, fire temple was the easiest for him. I think I agree. I, I think it was easy. Like, that was the one was a, thing. I, that I was about to tell you up. the same thing. Like, if that one was getting you held up, like you've got a lot of coming. No, mm-hmm. no, that, that one. Other than the. The, that time thing where I was just like, I just got stumped once and then I just figured out like 30 minutes later when I was thinking about it and the rest was pretty straightforward, okay. I think. I also feel like it's one of the more forgettable dungeons in that game. There isn't really much that makes it stand out compared to the right. other ones. Um, you'll find that the other ones I think will be more memorable and interesting. I which... think the forest one was much more interesting mm-hmm. than the fire one. That one's probably mm-hmm. my favorite. <coughs> forest, yeah. I would yeah. love an entire game like that. Right. Just oh forest dungeons out of that's what <laughs> yeah. Majora's Mask should have been. Uh, but that's exactly what I want. Just that would have been awesome. Uh so I I am actually planning on playing a lot of this game when I'm out of town because I'm bringing my 3DS, I'm Yay. bringing my Vita, of course. And I was debating on ge- I'm bringing my Switch, but then I said, of course I'm bringing my Switch. But um I think I'll, I I plan on that's the first game I'll finish if um if I'm if I'm playing anything, and then I really want to get into I know we're getting into news, but Shin Megami Tensei Four that, that's another backlog game that I would like to start and see if I can play through. It's it's pretty rough. Um, I love the gameplay loop, um, but it is a rough game to start. Um, so other than um, playing Ocarina of Time, um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins on stream. Um, I fixed the game. Wrong podcast. Uh, Wrong podcast, yes. <laughs> I just want to mention one thing that I think Donnie would get a kick out of. Um, you know how your um, GPU driver updates, automatically updates? Mine didn't for a year. Devin had to actually show me how to go and turn it on to automatically update. And, and then it still didn't. There was a time I went to go play Gears, and it was like, you've got to stop everything you're doing. And I was like, you've got Good to be Lord. kidding me. <laughs> so mine automatically updated. And then the latest driver... July this month freaked out Assassin's Creed Origins. The CPU maxes out 100% probably twice an hour, two to three times an hour. PC masterface guys, just got to pause lie. for 10 seconds in the middle of like a game, just like just froze there and then go back into it. I had to uninstall it and reinstall, manually reinstall the previous driver. And now it's working. So everything is all right with the world. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins is fun. So I won't mention more about that because this is the wrong podcast. Do not like PC gaming. I really don't. I will only buy a game on PC. It's like basically you have to give it to me for free. Mm -hmm. And even then, in that case, it also has to not be available on other platforms. (laughs) Because... (laughs) 
<laughs> like yeah, I, 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 I want to, I want to play Disco Elysium a lot, but the yeah. cheapest I've seen at twenty five, and I'm like, for twenty five, I'll wait. Expensive. I'll yeah. wait. <laughs> like yeah. I'd rather wait to play it on console. Now, exactly. if it was two dollars, yeah, I'd probably play it on PC. But that, like, that's that, that can't be good for them. Like I'm their worst customer. I'm like, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> but that's the only game I'm playing on PC so far. Um, so other than that, I've been playing a handful of demos. Um, first off, I just want to mention probably just a minute or so. Roku's Island Express. People have been. Fun game. Um, it, I, okay, it's a fun game. Good. I, I played the demo of it. I do like the demo. It's just I wasn't really clicking with it, really feeling with it. So I didn't buy the full game. I know it's on sale for like $7 or something. I just I did the same thing, Garrett. I appre- like I really like a lot of things about that game, but it just wasn't for me. Um, it's okay. really well designed. I think it's really creative. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people love it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I agree I with it. Pinball Metrovania. Yes, it's definitely what it is. It's a pinball Metrovania. Um, you walk with the little little bug with your with your big uh, with I the ball. Cute. It's it's very cute. It's very like really well made in that demo. So I would say if you're a Metroidvania fan that that could be into like a cutesy type of art and you like pinball, this is probably the perfect game for you. Mm -hmm. Um, If if that's hitting your type of notes, I just, I I, I played the demo. I'm like, I I think I'm good for now. I'll maybe play it later, but for now I've already played a Metroidvania. I think I'm I'm good for a while. Uh, So I played the demo of that. I also played uh, the demo uh, Chris Tales. Um, this is a newer game that's I, I, the game hasn't come out yet, um, but it's part of the Xbox demo suite like Summerfest. And but it's also on Nintendo Switch. Um, so I played it on Switch. <clears throat> what it is, it's a um, a 2D art. I love the art of it. It's so good. Um, kind of turn based uh, strategy game, um, but it has a lot of great style to it. Um, have you guys seen like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Yeah. That's the style. I when I saw the style of that game and like it's a 2D kind of children's playbook art has their shapes is very um decorative, extravagant. The shapes are very overblown. Lots of art style with it. You play as this um this woman named Crispell and she is you you figure out that she is a time mage and you go around, like do the story, like through the town, you're kind of an orphan, you meet the characters in this town. <clears throat> and then basically you go through the story of the demo. Um, and then kind of the novelty behind this game is that when you become a time mage, um, time becomes very fluid with your main character and you're able to put the parts of space in the game to the past or into the future. And based upon how you handle like certain obstacles, then you can um, get through like some some um, like character development with it. Like you can cut off a space that's like, let's go in the future over there. Okay, that person now becomes young and then it goes old. And then now you can talk this this person when they're old. And so it's it's stuff like that and that's very integrative with the story. And then in combat, um <clears throat> it's turn-based right um and so basically you have two sides so you have monsters on both sides of your screen and you're able to um put the time to the left as into the past and then to the right into the future and based on the certain buffs you put on the left or right and then the strategy to 
automatically go to the past. Um, it's actually very integrative with the combat. Um, monsters can grow old or young. Um, and then monsters can originally come in as old, middle-aged, or young. So it's up to you to figure out what that is. And then, like, let's say you put fire um, into a monster and then like, you put them into the future. They're automatically like a huge burned fire attack instead of a steady turn-by-turn -turn burn to, the, to their HP. So, again, time is really, like, essential in the combat, in the story. I'm loving it so far. I think the only major gripes I have with the demo is the, like, it's such long um, loading times in the beginning of the game. It becomes better later on on Switch. And also the trailers or the cutscenes, um, it doesn't look the best in the world. The game looks much better than the trailers, which I find odd. Normally you see the trailers a little bit better, but um, but the game looks really good on Switch. Um so keep keep an eye out on that game and people who are into turn-based strategy games that that's a one that you should try to look for and, and try the demo it's free so um I, I would say try it out it's only about an hour and then um there's the story demo mode and then there's the coliseum and the coliseum is just a series of battles you can do of like just random gener generated monsters with three of your characters it becomes um, very challenging and it's really nice to sh it shows off the combat very well so like if you don't think you had enough taste of the combat in the story demo go to the coliseum and you'll get a lot of extra flavor with it another major gripe is the parry system the parry system is when they attack you and then you have to press a to like kind of like parry or deflect <clears throat> but you have to do it at the like a really right time um very in time and if you're off then you're going to miss. And it's very hard to tell when the parry, there's no like really right cue for it. Some monsters attack very quickly. Some of them are ranged attacks. So you're not quite sure when they're going to really impact your character. So I would say that's a little off, but I still got most of the parries down. So it wasn't really too detrimental, but great game. I, I, I'm going to very much look forward to it. Um, when it releases, um, and then the last demo I played is Haven. Um, I played that. Yeah, I played that on Xbox. Um, I did not know what this game was coming into it, but it just looked really cool. So it's a 3D, I would say, adventure game um, where you're a couple actually lost in this uh, forbidden planet. I'm not sure what the story is about so far, but they're just trying to survive inside their ship and like kind of like feed off the local area. You have food, and then you have, like, some type of energy. I love the style with it. It's like a futuristic synth, like, type of vibe to it. The music, the soundtrack is so good. I think I think that's one of the best things about this this demo. Every time I got into it, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can tell this electronic synth wave type of vibe going with this game. Um, <clears throat> so the, st the demo is mainly about, first off, you have a series of conversations, um, with the couple of themselves and you make dialogue choices, um, both the guy and the girl. And you have like these kind of these tough conversations you have with each other about how to like survive the day or like, what do you want to eat? Or, um, they got, I, I think they mentioned something about an organization that they had to run away from. 
And then they're talking about that and they have some conflict with that. So there is some conflict between this relationship that you're going to have to kind of muster through with this couple. And I've never kind of seen that in a game like this before where it's not one-sided, it's both-sided where it, you're trying to manage this relationship together um, in this game. Um, there's some combat to it, but it's not really that important, I would say. It's more of the lines of active time battle where you can either attack or defend from like just foreign monsters. And also, um, I didn't play too much of it, but uh, there's a lot more to explore with the islands. But that's the vibe I got. How do you um, think the visuals will make its way over to Switch? That's going to be rough. I'm not too sure on Xbox. It was still a little bit choppy to me um, mm. on a 1080p screen. And again, this is a demo. Yeah, as I say, you don't want to take too much from a demo, but that's not like, yeah. the best indicator. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was a little bit choppy, but I wouldn't say like it was, um, it's not like Deadly Premonition 2 or anything like that. Okay. Good point. We're using that as a comparison now. I like it. By the way, yeah. I mean, that game got its update. I got an update, at least. They said it fixed some of the frame rates, and people are reporting that some of it's fixed. And You haven't tried it? Um, no. Once I started <laughs> playing Paper Mario, I mean, I'm all yeah. on the Paper Mario route. If I get back to it, it'll be definitely after Paper Mario. But, I mean, we should have some time, because apparently Nintendo won't be releasing anything else ever, according to the Apparently. naysayers on the internet. They just quit. Apparently. They just stop. Yep. <laughs> they're, 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 not, they're not making any other games. Um, Nintendo. As yeah, always. Exactly. I let you know, by the <laughs> way. They've I'm been just, saying that for 10 years. I've been seeing this stuff on Twitter. They're like, Nintendo has no games on the calendar for the rest of the year. For the record, oh. I tweeted that, but it was a joke. So, But the <laughs> thing is that I, that I think it's funny about it is because they're like, we don't know Some what they're doing. Here, and it's like. Some people are very serious. and. Uh, but we do know what they're doing. Like, we know what they're doing. Of all the people that say we don't know what, we're do what they're doing, we know what they're doing. Guarantee you I know what they're doing. They're making a Mario game. They're making a Zelda game. <laughs> they're making a Metroid game. They're, they're making I still, games. I still think they're biding the time. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so funny. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about when we get to the news later. It's just really, really <laughs> yeah. funny. It's not like, you know, Sucker Punch and PlayStation, Xbox. We have all these studios who could literally just make a new IP every three years, right? Mm -hmm. We know exactly what Nintendo's doing. Let me guess. They're going to make some variation of the same games they've right. made for 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> They're just yeah. worried about this fall. But anyways, we'll get into the, it, the conversation <laughs> in the news section. I just want to mention one more thing. I played Rogue Company for about a round right before the show. Did you show. get a free code? I, get a fr I got a free code. Thank How you, is Kaji it weird Fox that they're selling, they're selling the game, but there are free codes just rampantly available for everybody? It's so weird. It's so weird. I just got it, it. It was just a random website. It's like, just put your email in. And then they gave me the code. Yep. That, weird. That's it. So if you're um, paying for this, <laughs> kind of a sucker. Because you don't even have to use the website. Just go to Twitter oh. and type in rogue company code. And there's like an endless stream of codes that are going out. It's so. What's the marketing strategy there? I don't know. I, don't I think know. maybe like, let's make some money off of the people that don't care enough to look this up. People that are in the know. But here's the thing, like, if you're giving away codes and it's a free-to-play shooter game anyway, like, the whole value is you want as many people playing exactly. as possible. I, so I why not just make it free-to-play? <laughs> there you go. Because yeah. it's like Vigor's doing the same thing, right? Where the free-to-play version is coming later. Yeah. If you want to play Vigor, it's like $14 to play mm -hmm. now. And a free-to-play version is coming, like, next month or something. I don't, I don't get it. 
Yeah, maybe they're, they're really trying to limit the gap of like how many people come in and like, okay, at least this will well, kind that's of... that's not good because this is a yeah. very competitive market and like Apex is mm-hmm. on the way and they already have Fortnite. So if you're not giving players a reason to actually try and consider switching or consider mm-hmm. playing this too, then you're just, you're up the creek before you ever got started. They're never going to know about it. Like yeah. if at some point Vigor is just like, let's say a month from now, they're like, it's free now. And Nintendo Everything writes a little blog post, and Nintendo Life tweets about it, and we talk about it on the show. But, like, the masses are going to know about that. Vigor was the game that came out two months ago that cost $14 to play that they didn't pay for because they have Fortnite for free. And it's better. Do you see the point? It's a little weird. How are you cracking into this place if you're not free to play at all? I feel like if you're not free to play, you're immediately lost. Like you just like you're you're out. It's it's become saturated. It's definitely a saturated yeah. market. So if you put up like any kind of paywall in front of your game, you're kind of done. The value you know is only as many players as you have playing. That is the value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was wrong with PUBG, right? Because it's still like everybody loved PUBG. Everybody until, loved it until too. Fortnite was free, and then Apex yeah. killed it. <laughs> <laughs> the Apex well, Fortnite's still dominating. Oh, of course, I know, but like it was Apex first, or it was Fortnite first. They're like, you don't have to pay. People are like, exactly. well, I guess I won't get PUBG. And then Apex came, and they were like, well, I guess I really don't need to play PUBG. It's like we're, we're kind of <laughs> done now. This um, is more, but better. Yeah. So, Row Company, it's it's a uh, very simple third person shooter kind of like kind of game. It's squad based, um, <clears throat> kind of hero shooter. Uh, it works really well on the Switch. I was very surprised how well it worked. It looks um, good, right? Like it has a pretty looks, decent style to it and everything. Yeah, it looks good. It plays okay on the Switch. Like I saw I mean, some it, comps. It doesn't look as good, but it it holds up okay. It, it's it's holding up. Um, it feels like PUBG in a way with a controller. Um, but other than that, it's it's okay. It's a good kind of if you're if you're into that third person shooting hero. It's better action than playable. Game. It's better than we need to come up with our own review scale (laughs) with like a word like we need like five words, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm cool with that. We we can get into that. Playable playable is the middle, (laughs) right? Playable is the middle. Yes. Then we got unplayable. (laughs) Premonition too. Anyways, Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. That was a lot, Garrett. You've been busy. Yeah, it was a series of demos too. So it was like I was trying to explain some of the newer games. That, that I tried out, but yeah, it's, it's been good. Well, I've only been playing one thing, and I finished Earthbound finally. It took me, I think, around 35 hours in total with save states. Okay. Probably would have been longer if I hadn't used save states, but I'm not above that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely what we would call a Rebecca game. Uh, it has the strong characters, the strong music, that creepy weirdness to it um, that like just had me going like, what the heck, every once in a while. Um, and I talked about this with somebody else who was playing it. It felt like the second half of the game was a little bit rushed, mm-hmm. um, was my impression of it. Um, it felt like the the bulk of the game was in the first half. Um, there's eight bosses that mm-hmm. you have to beat before the very end. Um, it felt like the game could have benefited from just having six bosses the towns at the end weren't really uh, as developed or memorable as uh, the ones in the first half of the game. Okay. Um, like w- when we got to the credits at the end and it was showing like all the towns and like people I had met, um, it got to like a couple of the towns. I'm like, oh yeah, I like kind of forgot that I even went there um, because it felt like it was just a little bit rushed at the end. Um, but th- that didn't matter. It, it still didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome at all. That ending. Um, 
I it's just <laughs> what you went through. Yeah, I you thought were, I was you were watching. I did the whole thing on stream. Um, oh my gosh! The, it was very bizarre, and I love that. Um, it's yeah. just like any kind of weirdness in games, like the very end of the boss. And I felt like the entire game, especially the ending, especially that final boss, I felt mm -hmm. like I kept saying, this is just like Undertale, um, yeah. which is, as you guys know, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so it was nice to finally see where that inspiration came from, because even the method of defeating the final boss at the end is very similar to how you defeat the, the end of the, um, the true pacifist uh, route of Undertale. So like, I unfortunately had that spoiled for me, but like, even if I hadn't known it, I feel like if I had drawn the parallels to Undertale, like it's almost exactly the same thing. Like, oh. I, I almost feel like Undertale really ripped off Earthbound, but didn't rip it off. Like I think Toby Fox took all the ideas from Earthbound and like developed them and made them a little bit, I want to say better. I don't know if I'm biased in saying that. And it's that, much shorter too, right? It's shorter. Under oh, yeah, um, yeah. I feel like the story is more refined in Undertale than Earthbound. Um, but you can clearly see, like, once you play both games, you can clearly see where all of the points of inspiration are. Um, I do think uh, Earthbound does hold up really well today. Um, it, it's sad to me that it didn't get more love when it came out. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the humor is is still really strong today. People could still appreciate it now. There's still a lot of references that make sense today. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I listed a few because I knew I'd forget. Like they had references to the Blues Brothers. There's nice. a ton of Beatles references. Chuck Berry, David Bowie, a lot of music references from you know from that time period. Um, that, one that I don't know if this is obscure or not, but do you guys know the poem Casey at the Bat? It's like a no. really famous baseball poem. There was even a reference to that. Um, it was a baseball bat called a Casey bat in the poem. Um, it's like from the 1800s. Uh, the, oh, wow. It's like a, a really big shot baseball player who's like supposed to be able to want to win the baseball game for everybody. And he ends up striking out um, in the game. The Casey bat misses 75% of the time. But when it does hit, it's really strong. So <laughs> I just love little references like that. Hmm. Um but I love, I really loved playing the game. It was definitely my type of weird game. Uh, a lot of people asked if I would play Mother 3 next. Um, I felt like I kept getting that question every single time <laughs> I played, um, that I was streaming it. Um, I think I would want to play Earthbound Beginnings first, just since that's like a little bit more readily available to play. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to playing Mother 3, like a fan translation after that. Um, I don't think I'll do either right away. There's a couple other things I want to get into first. Um, and like, I still just need to digest like the whole, you know, the whole game. So maybe sometime down the line, I will. Um, I don't know why they don't like just bring this as a trilogy to the Switch. I feel like they could do it. They don't even have to remaster it. Just port it, do the translation. Mm -hmm. It holds up. I think fans nice. have already translated, haven't they? For Mother 3, yeah, but there's no. no there's no official translation. I'm saying that they should bring, like, the trilogy to the Switch. If it's not even on the online service, why don't they just do it? Because <laughs> they can but. do it next year. Because they don't yeah. want to. That's true. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It could come in months from now. I was going to ask you what's next. Um, I don't – I've been trying to think about that. I don't know for sure. I do want to play a couple shorter things, at least on stream, before I dive into my next longer game. Um, I'm thinking – I think I said this last week. I'm still thinking about playing the Thousand-Year Door while everybody else is playing the Origami <laughs> King. I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, 
like I said, I want to play a couple smaller things first. I want to get to Donkey Kong Country on the the Switch Online service, play through that because I had it as a kid. Um, I want to finally beat it. I don't think I ever beat it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett, you've been making me want to revisit Ocarina of Time. Um, oh, there you go. I'm hearing you talking about it, and like I realized I haven't really played a Zelda game in a long time. I like to replay them every now and then. But I think what I want to do instead of just going back and replaying Ocarina of Time is I want to play the Master Quest for the first time, mm-hmm. um, which I do have. It's part of the 3DS version. Um, it mirrors the entire game and it makes, if I remember correctly, it makes the dungeons a little bit more complex and difficult. Um, so I figure if I want to revisit that game and I haven't played Master Quest yet, why not do that? Super I, weird. It, well, I was trying it, so I I loaded oh, up my save file. Oh, you actually tried it? Yeah, it's super I weird. I never got used to it. Started it back in 2015, so like I just loaded up my save file. I had gotten past the first dungeon, um, like right after you get the letter from Zelda in the courtyard, mm-hmm. um, and I was just like going around like Hyrule Field and Kakariko Village, and it's like I felt like I was almost playing a new game. That's exactly what it feels like. Interesting. Areas that I have so like ingrained into my brain from playing it over the past 20 years are so different. Like I feel like just turning a different way. I, I'm not very good with like spatial like uh, things in general. So this is just like boggling my mind. I think I might as well, if I'm going to revisit the game, play the Master Quest. It'll be a little bit of nostalgia. It'll feel a little bit like a new game. Um, I would be interested in seeing like what the harder um, aspects of the dungeons are. So I won't be able to stream that, but I can play that kind of casually. I think over a longer period of time, you know, when I'm just, you know, downtime and want a break from some other stuff. So I don't know what else will be playing long term, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Cool. Well, let's get into this week in Nintendo, and let's kick off the show with our Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase Edition. We've been uh, talking through these rumors, Jeff Grubb, for weeks, right? Hey, there's a Direct coming. Everybody says there's a Direct coming. There's a Direct coming. And last week, they're going to announce it at midnight. There's a Direct coming. We all stayed up. They totally announced it at midnight. Is that person just Nintendo's social media person? Like, they just have the... How do they know that? They announced it at midnight and it went live Virtual the next powers. day. Um, when they announced it at midnight and they said, hey, this is a partner showcase. We were in Discord. We were chatting. And I said, well, this means there will be no first party releases. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some hopes, namely Persona Strikers and Sports Story. Neither mm-hmm. one of those showed up here. No. Nope. Um, so here's what we got. DLC packs for Cadence of Hyrule. will contain new modes, new characters, and maps. Pack one is $6. It's a character pack. It's the first pack. It's out now, I believe. Right? Same day. Pack two is also $6. The melody pack, after you purchase that pack, you have 39 songs that will be added to the game. Um, that's coming later. I didn't write down the dates for each pack. Pack three. Yeah, I think two and three just said this fall this or fall. later this okay. year or something like that. October. It was before October. Pack three is ten dollars. You'll get additional story content, and you can get all three packs for fourteen ninety nine. Which begs the question: Why you would buy them individually in the first place? And then Cadence Five Rolls actually getting a physical release with all DLC included later this fall for forty bucks. So for mm-hmm. those of you collectors out there, or those of you fans that just really enjoyed the game, that's a nice little update, right? Little deal DLC in there. Um, either of you play Cadence? I actually didn't get it. I don't know why I've waited. I knew it's a game that I wanted to play eventually, but now I'm really glad that I waited because I'll pick up the physical edition in October and get all of the DLC, and that's when I'll play it. 
Cool. I don't like cadence. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, it's 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 not just cadence, just the necro dancer yes. and all that. Like I tried, I was like, no, I am not gonna play this, so I ain't got a whole lot to say here. This this I like, tried. didn't do much for me. Yeah, I tried Crypto the Necro Dancer. I have it on Switch. I got it for like a dollar or two dollars or something super cheap. Um it was um yeah, I, I didn't get really into it, but maybe with Cadence of Hyrule where I know the music, maybe it's a little better for me. Um, it just seemed a little, I don't know. It's hard to control, right? It's like it's you different. have to be in the, it's yeah, it's different, very yeah. different yep. than any other game I've played. Yep. Um, I can tell where the fun is. It's just, I, it, Jason and Carol loved rough. it. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that they like this and they support the game. And again, it's a Zelda game. So I'm sure the plenty of people are really excited about this one. Didn't do much for me. As we already mentioned, Rogue Company is out. They have a starter pack, a founder pack, an ultimate pack, 15, 30, and 60. And like we said, if you're paying for it, you're Why? kind of a sucker. <laughs> they showed WWE 2K Battlegrounds. This is the next WWE wrestling game that's coming to Switch and other consoles. It's out September 18th. This is the first wrestling game we've had since 2K18, which mm-hmm. was kind of a mess on Switch. Um, not awful. Playable. Better than play- <laughs> playable. Slight, slightly better than playable. Oh, okay. Um, okay. 2K18 was slightly better than playable. It was basically the exact same game, which is saying a lot considering the engine and everything that everything's built on, except they basically cut the resolution and the frame rate in half. Oh, God. So everything runs at like, it's almost like it plays like it's in slow motion. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, it, 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 I'm not sure if it's the frame rate. Like, everything is just slowed down. All the animations, everything just take longer to do. So it's weird when you play it. You're like, oh, what's going on? So anyway. It's like a body slam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2K Battlegrounds looks way better. Um, this was a great showing. I am excited for this game. I have been excited for this game since it was announced. I'm definitely buying this game. I'm like 90-10 that I'm sure I'm buying it on Switch. And the reason I say that is I have a wrestling game on Xbox and console. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. one over there if I want to play. I don't have one on Switch because the other one was so bad. Um, I also have, I would call myself a regular NBA Playgrounds player. I've been playing NBA Playgrounds 2 for two years. And I bought the pass and everything. And that's the part that does concern me. It's not a DLC microtransaction thing because I think they've even come out and said that they're not going to make you pay for, and they didn't, they don't make you pay for like special characters. But here's what Playgrounds did, and I'll be interested to see reviews and how this game comes closer to launch. Oh. They locked everything behind a play wall. Oh, so in Playgrounds 2, like you start with like four characters, like four basketball players on different teams, and you got to mix and match them, and you got to keep playing and keep playing to unlock teams, unlock players. And they have, like, this packs thing, the progression, right, and this ultimate packs, you mm-hmm. unlock the packs. I ended up getting them $10 just to unlock it all because it took forever. I played it for weeks, and I only had, like, you know, 20, 30 players, and I wanted to play on my – I wanted to play with the players from my team. I didn't want to play with, you know, players from the Atlanta Hawks. I don't care. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah, a weird—it's like a weird thing to do with a sports team. It's like, hey, we're gonna make yeah. you play with a favorite team that's not yours. And I think I even remember talking about it quite a bit with um, Devin at the time because he also liked it. And I was like, it would have been different if they let you pick like four specific unlocks to unlock. Right? It's like we're gonna make you unlock the entire roster, but we're gonna give you your four favorites first. So at least you're playing with the people you want to play with. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. So I would expect WWE Battlegrounds to have a limited roster like smash and you unlock the rest through playtime, which means I'm probably going to pay whatever to unlock them all because I don't want to sit there and do that the whole time. <laughs> Me and Jack want to sit down. We want to start playing with the wrestlers right away. 
I imagine neither one of you are interested in this game at all. I think I'm good. Not, I think I'm not a wrestling fan. <laughs> so, uh, myself, uh, Jack, will be playing. We'll have uh, some impressions for you, and then I'm sure Devin is going to get it as well. And we'll talk about it on Strong Style. If you guys don't know what Strong Style is, you should hit Patreon, Patreon.com/psvg. We have an exclusive wrestling podcast that we record this weekend. Um, nice. So I thought this was this is probably this is the highlight of the show for me actually, which. Probably going to give you an idea of how I felt about the thing overall. Then the next thing we got was an HD remake of Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne coming spring 2021. And then that was also followed by the announcement that Shin Megami Tensei 5 still lives mm-hmm. and will have a simultaneous global launch Nintendo Switch in 2021. And that was our exciting announcement, right? Partner showcase. I mean, I'll say it first. It is an exciting announcement. It was an exciting announcement mm-hmm. that came out. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei. The only reason I've, e- I have no, I'm be clear. I have no interest. The only reason mm-hmm. I even follow it is because of its ties with Atlas and Persona, and yes. how it usually mixes in. But I've played Shin Megami Tensei games. They're tough. They're like super tough. Yes. They're really, really hard to play. <laughs> I've played Shin Megami Tensei three. I've played four and I've played four Apocalypse. They're they're hard, and I don't yes. I don't have it in me anymore. Um, so I have them on 3DS and, and I have played them. I think I sunk 10 hours into Apocalypse the last time and I quit. And it's like mm-hmm. way longer than that. It's just it's too much for me. It's like Fire Emblem on Super or whatnot. <laughs> like, I, I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> it's literally the Dark Souls of JRPGs. It kind of is, yeah. That's that's how I, I picture them. I think it, I, I find it exciting just because Shin Megami Tensei is very niche and it's so weird and it's very Japanese, but also dark and twisted elements in there. Um, I heard this like the like the characters are pretty good, like character development wise. Um, I love the gameplay loop. But as you said, Donnie, it is hard to get into these games. And they're long. And they're long, too. Yeah, yep. it's 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 a quest. So ultimately for me, well, I don't want to like trash it. I mean, this just didn't move the needle for me in much of any way. <laughs> And I do think it was a missed opportunity. Again, this is where I will get in, in in talking about somebody's marking habits. This is the first time that they've spoken and that they've had anything. And I felt like they should have announced a game for this year. They have yeah. other partner third-party games that are coming out this year. I thought maybe it was a missed opportunity to not include one in there, even if it was Apex Legends. It's a yes. big opportunity, right? It's a third-party game, and it just wasn't here. And... Mm-hmm. um. I mean, we're expecting others and we're expecting indies and to have nothing from any of them at all and to instead have, it's not that I don't like Shin Megami Tensei, it's just that both of these are so far off. Exactly, yeah. That's, I was just like, "Mm, man, it would have made a lot more sense to me at least to have something highlighted for this fall in here that you could just put in there for people. But, you know, um, as we've got some other news we'll get into lately, I mean, it's maybe they're just not ready or there's too much to put together. So ultimately it didn't do nothing for me. And so that's why I didn't talk about it too much in discord. Just wasn't my kind of direct. Yeah. I'll be excited for Shin Megami Tensei when it comes around. I will probably try out the Shin Megami Tensei three Nocturne remake, um, and also five. So I'm, I'm excited. I was very excited when I saw that. Um, but I think you're right on the money, Donnie. I think it was a misstep. Uh, I, I wish Persona 5 Strikers was on that, that direct. That would have been very cool to see because I think it's coming out this year. Uh, uh, the last time I heard about it. They said they um, were localizing it and it was about a year ago and it takes about a year to localize games. <laughs> okay. So like I'm expecting it, but who knows what COVID who knows? 
means yeah. to any of that. Maybe their localizers stopped working. Who knows? That yeah. that's the feather in the back of your you know cap that you've got to keep remembering is you don't know how COVID is affecting and, and just because it's affecting it's not affecting one con- company that's about to launch a console or another company is about to make a game has nothing to do with the fact that it may not be affecting these people over here. It's a mm-hmm. case by case basis. You can't blanket the industry like that because these games are made all over the world. Like things that are going on in Canada are different than Japan, different than Korea, than China to the States. It's completely that, different. That, that's a good point because actually the Nintendo Direct Japan had a lot more games going oh, they on. Had with Sakuna. They had Sakuna. The game which looks is amazing. The game looks so good. It's coming out earlier in North America, isn't it? Or like it's pretty close in November. Yeah, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's this year. Yeah. Like it would have made sense to have that in this direct. It looks so good too. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe it's some publishing type of rights in in the U.S. or something like that. But mm. that could have been easily in that direct mini. I, I just think. think that wasn't together for the video package. I actually think it's probably just that. Do we think that um, I heard a lot of people saying that the reason why they threw this together is a 10 minute thing was maybe they had deals with some of these um, developers that it was that these games would have been shown in some kind of a direct earlier. And now if Nintendo is not doing their normal directs, they still needed to, you know, follow through with their part of the agreement that it was going to be in a direct. So they threw this together. Is that that Totally. I would 100% believe that. Now. Yeah, and if the trailers are ready. So here's the thing. Um, there was a breakdown. I want to say it was Eurogamer. Maybe it was Games Industry. Somebody did a breakdown of how much effort and like you know corroboration it takes to put these things together. And it doesn't sound like a lot because if you sent me a bunch of trailers, I could sit here and make something like this myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's not necessarily the trailers and the production. It's the agreements and the schedule mm-hmm. for release and the time. And it all has to be agreed upon and everything, right? So if everybody's working from home <laughs> or not working at all. Um, especially like Japanese culture, they're not really equipped to work at home. Did we talk about that already? How um, I, I think I heard that a lot of um, people in Japan, like they just don't have, you know, work computers at home, like all of their okay. stuff that were like, they're just not equipped to work at home the same way that our culture is. I've read Similar things, but they've went a step further in saying that like companies um, over there are not pushing them to work from home. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. we're out. We're out of the office. Just stop. Like, take care of yourself. Whereas our country, even in the face of pandemic, is like, you need to go to work. You need to work. Right. Now. Yeah. So it's, it's also totally different over a different there. culture. Yeah. Like they may have mm-hmm. just paused development because mm-hmm. to them, that's more important than having games released this fall. Yeah. Makes sense. So unless you're Sakurai and work from home and push yourself until you, the day you die. <laughs> yeah. Consoles all along. Oh <laughs> As I say, so. man, I saw his console space and everything. I think, I think he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing good. There's yep. two 100 inch TVs and everything. I'm like, yep. Um, do you guys see the, the, do you see the financial earnings that they showed like Miyamoto salary? Do you guys see no. that little tidbit? Mm-mm. Apparently he's making like 1.7 million a year. Oh, he's doing okay. They did like yeah, a, a like a top done. thing. It was like him and Takahashi yeah. and um, uh, the president, was it Shintaro Furukawa? All of their mm-hmm. salaries are disclosed. And it was just a little tweet yeah. image I saw. And I was like, wow, that's cool. How awesome mm-hmm. is it to be Miyamoto? He just make a million yeah. a year to do what? <laughs> like he steps in 
on like the Mario <laughs> conference room. I'm He's like, sure hey guys, he I wonder, that. like, I would love to do like a skit comedy sh- thing about like life at Nintendo. You have like a Mario meeting where all these developers <laughs> are together, like talking to thing. He just walks in. <laughs> like yeah, sits in the back of the much, room much a little curlier yep you're good you're good right there like he just walks in and gets a donut and then they like, pause <laughs> and he's like oh, i just just wanted the food i just i'm not i'm not here for anything donnie and, if if you're disappointed or not disappointed but surprised by the salary jump in there i can't wait to tell you about american companies and their ceo oh well, no, i know branches. that i was just thinking like <laughs> He doesn't have like an assignment. He's not like, you know, he's not actively like game directing anymore. Like he's more of he's just, just doing like his a, thing. Yeah, he's a figurehead. He's more of yeah. like a, a resource, an asset to lean on. And I just think it's hilarious because you imagine like he walks by and there's like two guys at the water cooler and they're like, our Mario game's way better than his. You know? <laughs> like if you add you o- if you add office culture to that, yeah. like he's just walking around, he's just he puts on a Mario shirt, he goes on Conan once a year. They're like two million. <laughs> now <laughs> i just think it's funny yeah. um splatoon 2 got some news it was this week marks splatoon 2's three-year anniversary they released version 5.3 that's out now doesn't do anything just balance bug fixes all that stuff they've announced that chicken versus egg Splatfest will return august 21st and that two other Splatfests will come by the end of march are you ever going to believe them ever again if they tell you that there's the last weapon, the last update, the last anything? <laughs> it's like the sixth or seventh time, not the first or second or <laughs> third or fourth. It's it. like the sixth or seventh. Honestly, like we should have known. They called it a one-off Splatfest last time, but we should have known like with the way things were going that they would end up doing more of these. I'm mm. not even certain that after March 2021, we're going to stop having these. Like that's, that's yeah. how much I think that's what they're, what they're hoping. Um, right. I don't know the N- fact that Nintendo fan speculation hat. Yeah. yeah. The only reason they're doing this is because Splatoon three has been delayed. So now I, okay, they're like, I wrote an article on this. I don't oh, did you? Maybe. I don't think it's Splatoon 3 and you know I can I can briefly say my reasons for why but what I want to see instead is a Splatoon spinoff game oh. I think this is time we see Splatoon in the big leagues with the you know it sold 10 million units mm-hmm. um, this you know for the switch well, a Splatoon um, 2d platformer that's what I'm saying I think there's a number oh, of things that it, RPG. it can oh. be a 2D platformer we have seen <laughs> hold on to it yes. here. we'll get there <laughs> I listed all these things. We already can see how a 2D platformer would work because we have Inkling for Smash, so we can already see how the Inkling moves on the mm-hmm. 2D plane. I think it's perfect because we already have like the platformer elements that they're used to in the um, single-player campaign in both of the games and the Octo expansion. So it could be that if they wanted to play it safe. They could do... I think Garrett could be onto something. I think you could oh. turn Splatoon into an RPG. Tactical, oh, no. I don't know, whatever. Splatoon but- tactics. I can see it already. I'm just saying because yes. Splatoon, a lot of people don't know how much lore Splatoon has. If you've played like the single player campaign or the Octo expansion, which I know a lot of people haven't, there's some mm. pretty deep, dark stuff in Splatoon. And they could dive into that a lot deeper with a story-driven RPG. Mm-hmm. The if they're going to go super story-driven, I'd rather just go like over the shoulder like Gears shooter, actual like 3D shooter. So basically the campaigns they have now right with now. more of more of a campaign more solo so like octo expansion they've done it yeah i guess have you played octo expansion mm-hmm, it's really i good. have it's hard 
I have not played the single player at all in Splatoon. Ignore the single player, do the Octo expansion. I would, I would, and I would say the opposite. How much ignore Octo and do the single player? Really? Wow. I love the single player. It feels like a Mario game. The single player explorations, like with the 3D platforms and stuff, I think it's fantastic. It's not bad. I just think the Octo expansion is better. Super hard. It's it's hard. Kicking the teeth hard. It's so the way that the Octo expansion works is that if like you're finding something to be too hard, you don't have to do it. You can take another path and. Cool. Do other levels. Um, the other thing that I was thinking that they could do for a Splatoon spinoff would be um, a rhythm game because they already have that little mini game in the arcade on you know the very side that almost everybody ignores. Splatoon has some good music. They could yep. easily make a rhythm game out of that. I think they there's could make a, a Splatoon themed mini game collection. Not just they could yeah, yeah. they could just have a bunch of little mini games. There's a lot of uh, a lot of spinoff ideas that they could use for this game. And now that I think it's sitting more with the big leagues of selling so many copies, I think it's time for a spinoff. Every great Nintendo franchise needs a platformer. <laughs> I mean, if you that's really want to be taken next to it, just put them all next that's to each other. That's yeah. the right route to go here because a Splatoon three, as much as I would love it. I don't see it happening on the Switch because of its. they don't want it to cannibalize the sales of two, which it's still yeah. selling well, and it would split the player base. It's the same reason why we don't, and I've said this, the same reason why we don't have a Mario Kart, two, more than one Mario Kart on a single console, the same reason why we don't have a Smash Bros. on a single console. We want it. Everybody wants their Mario Kart 9, but that's not going to happen. I think it is. Now, on the Kart side, I I think we are going to get a better Mario Kart before the Switch. That would be a first. It, yeah. it would. No, be I know. I, it's a it's a very valid point. It's just in the Mario Kart case, I think we're getting a better Mario Kart. There, you have a way better chance of getting a Mario Kart Nine than a Splatoon Three on the Switch. That's interesting. They would I have would, to do something different, and we've talked about this in the past. If they do Splatoon Three and it has Battle Royale, I think that blows your argument out of the water. I mean, you could do a Battle Royale mode with the thing Splatoon. Is that that I feel like would be a spinoff. Yeah, but I also, if they actually did it, which to be clear, I don't think they will. But if they actually did, you know damn well Nintendo's not going to give it away for free. They're not going to release it as its own thing. They're going to tie it to another $60 game. They're going to sell the whole damn thing all over again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But I'm just seeing all these people clamoring for Splatoon 3, and I don't think that's what we should be clamoring for. I think we should be clamoring for a really good spinoff that heightens the the series. Guys, everyone read Rebecca's article and it all about this. I just said everything that was in the article. So you basically just read it. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Good stuff. Um, Chicken or the egg, guys? I don't know. Okay. Can you guys convince me one or the other? I don't care. So I'm just going to go. Instead of always being everybody's heel, I'm just going to go with the flow. So whatever Shaq says. For breakfast and you eat chicken for dinner. Breakfast comes before dinner. Well, chicken and waffles. like. So we're going egg? We're going egg because chicken won last we time. We should go egg just to honor egg shin. We're going oh. egg. Going egg. Shaq's egg. Okay. I'll go with egg because I'm really split because a good chicken sandwich is a really good chicken sandwich, right? Also, dinosaur eggs existed before chickens. I'm just saying. Oh, that's true. But like eggs, you can replace eggs. Like, you know, when you bake bread or like bake cookies or whatever, you don't have to have eggs in there. Like, it's kind of essential with texture-wise and maybe, I don't know. But Karen, I think the prompt is which came first, the chicken or the egg, not which one is more delicious. <laughs> That's where I'm boiling it down to. Which is more delicious? What can you substitute with? Fried chicken is really, really good. Which other Splatfest do you want to see return? Ooh, I want to see... Um... 
Oh, I think they could do the Halloween one again around Halloween. That's a good call. Hmm. Or Christmas, the vampire I think versus werewolves. Werewolves wasn't there was baseball versus something, and I will always be for that. It was like baseball versus soccer. Yeah. Oh, okay. None of the licensed ones are going to come back, so I can't have a Team Raph versus Team Donnie again because that was personally <laughs> freaking awesome. <laughs> I remember that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. we'll get to one of them. I think will be holiday related, either the the Halloween or Christmas, mm-hmm. and then another one in twenty twenty one. Money versus love. Ooh, a fantastic I think one. I would love. That was Team Love, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people would. Um, we talked about this earlier. Nintendo's annual report for 2020, um, they brought up some pandemic information. Quote, development schedules may be impacted due to the difference in development environment between working from home and in the office since teleworking is implemented at the company and its partners. As a result, we may not be able to proceed with the release of Nintendo products at the and the start of services as planned. Nintendo will continue to conduct business operations by taking necessary measures so that they can continue to provide an environment in which cus- consumers can enjoy its products and services while giving due consideration to the health and safety of its customers and employees. So this continues to factor in, right? As everybody looks for the fall and the winter and what's coming and everything, like this is the 10-pound elephant in the room that we don't know exactly. Is it impacting this year? Is it impacting spring? If spring and, you know, spring summer plans uh, next year are being impacted, is that more incentive for Nintendo to delay some things that are happening now for maybe to push into that time to spread it out a bit? I'm sure all of this is, and I'm yeah. sure it's changing week to week. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> you sure know? it's affecting like all the time. Yeah. Like they're probably feeling better about it today. And then they turn on the news or check some US site and they're like, yeah, we don't know how, what America is going to look like come the fall. Yeah, you know, how so, are we going to bring products in yeah. or, or move around yeah. shipments? Like, we just don't know. I think it would be interesting. I don't think they'll do it, but it would be interesting. Do you think they would ever go with like a digital pre-release? It's not for a major release. I don't think they would either. No, no. they can't with that. I think they can, but they, they won't. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Tournament is going uh, free to play for a week, July 29th through August 4th for Nintendo Switch Online members. You can preload now. Rebecca, yep. you had something else here? Yeah, it's not specifically Nintendo, but Rocket League is also going to become free to play starting later this summer mm-hmm. um, on all consoles. It's also getting um, cross-platform progression. Um, so okay. if you're like me and you have a bunch of stuff on Switch and also either PC or another console, you can link them via an Epic Game account. And it will be free to play starting later this summer if you don't already have it. It's a fun game. It was a fun it's game. A very and nice game. Switch port is really good. It was one of the first ones that I bought, first year Switch. It's fantastic. I played more Rocket League on Switch than anything else. Honestly, worth getting. Yeah. I, yep. I had fun time with that. Especially if it's going free to play. Yeah, especially free to play. You got nothing. If you haven't checked it already, you've got nothing mm-hmm. to stop you from doing. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. And the cross progression. Come on, guys. Every single online game needs to do this. Every, like, like, Get on board with it. I I don't they know. They really good with adding stuff like that. Like they they uh, added very early the cross platform parties, um, and now they're doing the cross platform. Yeah, they were the people that turned it on right by by yep. mistake. They just had it on. <laughs> oh yeah, and Whoops. people figured it out, and they had to it's, spoil it's like, it for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because it came. Uh, that was a great story because 
it was all the buzz. I think I want to say I want to place it. It was around the Game Awards, maybe two years ago. In my head, in my head, I I remember. I think it was a thing like around the Game Awards. Everybody was talking about it, and the PlayStation was like, "We just can't do it. It's too hard." And then, like a week later, there people are like, "Rocket League's already doing it." Yeah, <laughs> they're so doing it on they PlayStation. The they wanted to make it happen, and they would push to make it happen. So they've been great. And ever since then, I've been saying, as if more of these free to play, shared online shooter experiences, if that's with the way the gaming's going, you almost have to, because mm-hmm. you're going to get forced into a situation where if you don't, then you're going to lose customers. Because mm-hmm. um, those games are, like I said, their their value is the fact. Yeah. yeah, that is their value. That's what they have. So, got to do it. Rebecca, long show here. So let's say, give me your two favorite questions. If one of them is super short, we make it three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pressure. Um, I want to ask Kevin's question. Waluigi was created 20 years ago. Why does he not even get the minimal respect Wario uh, Wario gets? If you were to create a game for Waluigi, what would it be like? I wouldn't. Ah, what? Wow, Donnie just shot it down. You hear that, oh, Kevin? Wow. You hear that? I mean, it should become no surprise. Kevin and I don't ag- don't agree on something. I don't think Waluigi's a a great character. Didn't he like appear in and all like Wario does with WarioWare? No, it could be a little niche. I think Wario is so much better of a character than really? than Waluigi. Just the look, the design, yeah, all of it. You haven't come to love him yet with a game. And I agree with you. I like Wario better too. But maybe if Waluigi had his own series Didn't of games. Didn't Waluigi pop in a, in a golf game? Mario he's in, Tennis. He's in sports only, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Party and and I never liked it. Maybe because you just haven't gotten to know him yet with his own game. No, that's not it. I've played I, many I a game with Waluigi in it. Personally. Every time he shows up in a game that I'm playing, I love to demolish the team he's on. Just <laughs> no. Like, I love Wario. I love Wario. Wario. I don't love Waluigi. Don't care. Hmm. I always group them together. And so mm-hmm. if I choose one or the other, I was like, Waluigi looks like a more interesting the character. The next Splatfest. One of the loser <laughs> dies. Loser goes home. Waluigi versus. Let's go. <laughs> Do you imagine if Nintendo actually killed off a character because of Splatfest? That would be amazing. That would be the best story <laughs> <That'd> be- ever. <laughs> it, within Nintendo Legacy. We have like the Splatfest Hunger Games. It's like Gino oh, versus Waluigi. Let them have it. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Man, yeah. what have they done like a basketball like bracket of Splatfests? That would be the best. That would be so that would, good. That would be really good. Anyways. Um, so a game for Waluigi. You here? You ready? Yes. Do you say Tactics okay. RPG? No, that's <laughs> RPG. <laughs> actually, I actually have some thought on it. Gosh. <clears throat> Anyways, um, it's going to be a third-person sneaky action game where the goal is to a stealth game. It is a stealth game. I think that's it, called it really Slenderman. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Jesus. Okay, the goal is to take back the goalposts that Mario has been getting rid of. These all of these Mario games in his platformer games. Warrior's gonna t- or Waluigi's gonna take it back in this sneaky type of. Um, you have to hide like behind obstacles and toads. Like has some like kind of like observation kind of window or whatever. Um, maybe there's extra objectives where you have to pickpocket 
uh, things. Maybe you have to listen in, you know. So I'm thinking about Assassin's Creed old style, but let's blend in this what? Mario. Yep. So there you go. That's my Waluigi game for you, Donnie. There are possibilities. I think I would want to see it. I'm not sure about like what kind of like genre game or what kind of game, but I think it would make sense to see him as you're playing as him as the villain, um, kind of like in Wario style. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) It's like Bowser's Inside Story. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Wario better. But I think maybe that's just because, like, we see Waluigi as, like, that silly, crazy guy who's in the sports games. He doesn't really have a developed character. I just think Waluigi was, like, a low-effort attempt at making oh, yeah. a spinoff, right? Probably. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, Wario has all this thought. He's so different and he's funny. You know, like, I have none of that love for Waluigi. I'm just I like, think this that's is just bad. I think that's, he doesn't get, like, he hasn't been given the chance to get a developed character. Mm. He was I'm so talking good about the look of the character, <laughs> not the lore and the history behind it or the game drum. Before all of that, I just Mario. He's don't tall like and the thin. look of it. Yeah, I think my greatest memory of Waluigi is in Mario Strikers when he like shoot a goal. He would do this random chant. He's like Waluigi, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyways, I don't know why I like him a little bit more than Mario. Mm, I, I got you back, Kevin. I, I got you back. Just like him. <laughs> Lover Legend wants to know what forgotten Nintendo franchise needs to return as a new game style. I've done this question before in another podcast. Um, I remember uh, if, if we were in Nintendo, actually, and Sean brought up a great point with Star Fox, making like in a Mass Effect type of style. Like flesh out the, do anything like they're no well this is the dream okay the question right. is to like think okay. outside the box yeah 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 think the box like flesh it out have <laughs> like upgrades with your ship um maybe you have per- interpersonal like characters and relationships and quests and side quests with Starbucks multiple planets um that could easily fit with Starbucks no it could Star Fox is the one that I would go to uh, as well. I think Star Fox is a great franchise that's probably under-delivered on its potential. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what I would do for it, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of things you could do for it. Like, you could do the Star Fox racing-like concept, like the Diddy Kong thing that was rumored. I oh, love that sure idea, I and I would all be about some space flight with battle mechanics, kind of like a Mario Kart. That sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> I mean, what did I say? tactical rpg star yeah <laughs> no no more like stellaris you ever heard of that game it's a 4x game where you like grow your colony in all sorts of different ways i think starlink was a great idea for star fox and i really wish oh, that they so would great. actually make a star fox game just like it um yeah that's a natural progression for the ip and that's in my opinion that's where they should go with it um something more open and not on rails but with actual controls that make sense Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind doing the like the Star Fox Adventure stuff. I wouldn't mind getting on the ship and stuff either. I think all oh, that's good. I just don't know if that'd be my pick though. I was trying to think what I would do with Fire Emblem or Xenoblade. All right, I don't really like this idea, but just because it hit me, it was the first thing I thought of. Gotcha. Do you like the idea of like a Fire Emblem versus Xenoblade fighter, like a 3D fighter? No, like Marvel like versus fighters. Capcom type of thing i don't either i'm just saying do you like the idea of it like if it was a game 
would it excite anybody? Or is Nintendo just Smash? That's the only fighter that can ever be is just Smash Bros. Um, 3D fighting, yeah, possibly because that's as uh, that is as far as different as Smash Brothers. Um, with Xenoblade and Fire Emblem, maybe. I I just don't know. Which I, one of those two franchises is a forgotten franchise? Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Sorry, I was just thinking of different franchises <laughs> okay. do differently. No, that's that's a good point. I mean, Star Fox <laughs> typically isn't necessarily forgotten either in that mm-hmm. regard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's hard to say Metroid is when we've had Samus Returns True. and Prime Four and all of those stuff. My idea, which I've talked about this before, I think how much it makes sense um, is for them to revisit Nintendogs, um, not as a tactical RPG. <laughs> Although that would be something. That's something right there. I've got my interest. Nintendogs would be for mobile. I think that makes way too much sense to put it to mobile, put on all the mobile gotcha mechanics on it, like as much as people would hate that. It makes so much sense for it. Um, and I think if they're not going to touch that franchise ever again, put that on there. I've nope. said it like pretty much every podcast, I feel like. And the last time you said that, I said Street Pass. Yes. Street Pass games for mobile make all the sense in the world and let you that sharing your accounts and being able to friend up and see people and change gifts that are within proximity to you and, and all of that stuff. That makes a bajillion, bajillion sense. And what if mm-hmm. they did like the little, um, what was the rabbit game with the, you get stuff you could decorate your 3DS with? You remember? Oh, like little, I know what you're talking about. It's like a general. Like the uh, machine and they turned yeah. it off and all that. If you can do that for your about. phone and get Nintendo like folders and Nintendo icons and stuff that you could put on the screen of your phone. Just all of that. Put on mobile. Put all yeah. of it on mobile. Do a little quest, put a little Pokemon flare in there, put a little Mario flare in there. Putting all the wrong franchises on mobile. I, we have really good ideas. Zelda Street Pass on the phone. Yeah, Zelda ringtones. Yeah. All of it. You just tie video game and mobile together. And Street Pass is the that. way to do it. And you could even bake you I mean you could. I wouldn't, but you could bake it into the Nintendo Switch online app. And Badge you could just Arcade. Put all, yeah, that's it. Badge Arcade. Piper said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. <laughs> I played a mess out of that. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. That and Nintendo I want on my phone. Those are good. Yep. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us this week in the Nintendo Shack. Thank you so much. And hopefully you don't mind us recording a day early as tomorrow Xbox has its showcase. I have a day long of trying to record and hide from work while recording. So we're going to be live uh, in the morning. So if you're hearing this uh, early in the morning on Thursday, uh, we might be live now. Go check out the Twitch, YouTubes, all the things. Um, but that'll do it for us. So as I say each and every week, good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye. <laughs>